Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, 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 welcome back to the immigrant section. It's your boy Abbas Wahab. As always, wherever you're watching, smash that subscribe button. If you're Spotify, follow. If it's Apple, it's plus or follow. One of those, click it, join the crew so you get updates whenever these episodes drop. And enough of that. In the studio today with me, the motherfucking Conrad Osei. What are you saying, doggy? What's up? What's up? Just trying to find a better way to leave, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my, is that, is that the line you were like, I'm going to open with this line? I've been thinking about it for like the past two hours. <laughs> I knew that's my first thing. That's the first thing I was going to say. I'm trying to give this kid <laughs> no other plan after that too, you know? I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Trying to figure out how to live? I'm trying to figure out how to leave better, man. Oh, that's it. I don't even know if that's what I said, but bro, just <laughs> that nowadays you just gotta stay away from nail salons, huh? Oh shit, yeah, bro. Look, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. They're targeting everything, man. Nothing's safe these days. Isn't it crazy? I, I I saw that thing for you know. By the time this episode drops Tuesday, this thing will already be confirmed. This thing will already be sentenced. I don't You'll even be know. Be in jail. But, yeah, yeah, yeah right. I mean, he's probably already. Imagine he's not locked up. He's, he's like, hanging out, watching the news and shit. Uh, judge granted him bail. He's just at home, like trying to figure out white privilege, bro. Trying to figure out his defense. Yeah. But uh, when you saw this thing, did you did you read it? Do you read about it, obviously, right? To be honest, I didn't read much into it just because I understand. I, I feel like I don't like reading much into like these terrorist issues anymore, just because I feel like it's so sad and like. It almost feels like the narrative is the same thing. It's like the same thing over, like over and over, over and over. It's just different places targeted at different people. Like the issues itself is bigger than like it's it's like you can stop something before it happens. Things like gun control and shit like that. That's what they should be more focused on. Not like they're glamorizing it. You know what I'm saying? It became a whole movement. And then there's merch. There's graphic designers making. It's, it's but that's another. that's the crazy part though is that. I, I read the article and before it just goes to show you motherfuckers on Instagram, bro. They want something to They're post. Waiting. Bro, bro, bro. But, uh, like the majority of people, like non-content creators, just want yeah. something to post. Remember when that uh, Black Lives Matter just post a black picture? Bro, I did that. Every, <laughs> I did it too. Everybody posted it because even content creators are like, oh, sick. I don't <laughs> need to think about what to post today. I'll just drop the black screen and I'll yeah. figure it out tomorrow. And regular people are like, yo, sick. This is a thing for me to post to show my yeah. support and a thing to post. Yeah. The same thing happened with this, bro. Before, like, it just happened and right away it's like, stop Asian hate. It's like, how did they make this fucking thing so fast? This hash, it all happened so fast. The graphic designers, man, they're like waiting. They're gone. It's they're just like, hey, they're actually saying it's sex addiction. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter. The fucking <laughs> stop Asian hate's already out. The wave is already going, you know? You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem. It's almost like we're waiting for shit to happen. Just and to that, post. It's it just to post. It's the new cycle, what just part of this whole, like, like, they, they tell us what to post in the news, you know? Like, I can't... Like, yesterday, I couldn't post my love for Asian people. Like, I couldn't go on Asian and be like, shout out to all my Asian folks. I couldn't post that. I had to say sorry or stop the anti-hate. Like, there's a narrative that everyone has to talk about. It feels very redundant to me. And, like, this reminds me of the whole... Remember the Black Lives Matter movement Of in course. June? Wait, what's that again? 
I thought I thought oh, they oh BLM or something. BLM, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the black yeah. black screen stuff. Everyone's forgotten about it. In a minute, in a minute, I haven't seen it. I thought they ended racism, bro. I thought it was over, <laughs> and then like a month after, I was like, a new thing I have to post about, and that's why I don't post about it anymore. Cause I really got involved in that one, cause it's me. Because we're black. My life. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. my life. I was like, I felt very involved in it, and then I realized what people were doing, which is just like post. It's bro, just, Black like, Lives involved. Matter made a difference. It made a big difference, but he also started the conversation. A hundred percent. But I'm a, saying, as someone with a car, I noticed there was a direct shift that happened <laughs> after Black Lives Matter, especially in Canada, because we didn't do the shit. Yeah. Canada is just kind of piggybacks off all of the state's problems. Whatever they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and even though we didn't have that much of that like brutality and shit here, it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. It's just that the media in the states loves anything, anything that's like savage. They love because people yeah. it's sensationalized. People love yeah. to see that someone gets yeah. killed. Oh, we're gonna see that before the four year old that yeah. won the spelling bee. We're gonna see the death. It's right? important to know who dies. <laughs> yeah, but in Canada, we piggybacked off that so hard, and I don't know what precedent happened within the precincts of like cops in Canada. Because like, dude, I swear to God, yeah. when BLM happened. And yeah. when I'm driving and, and cops see me, they look away. They always look away. They, no, they can't. Oh, bro, they always look away. They're just they, like this. Like, they'll see, like, I look at them. No, they'll just be like, because it used to be a staring match with the cops. They yeah. wouldn't look. Yeah. And right when BLM happened, now they just move their eyes. They're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> Bro, because now they know that if you, if you look too long, it's an issue. Just because of the They way don't even want to engage. They don't want to engage because they didn't need to at first. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm walking down the street, I know who I am. I'm not trying to rob anybody. Bro, the other night I was walking home around like 1 a.m. And literally, this cop car, I didn't ever tell you this story. I was on Blur, Blur Street in Toronto. Cop car drives right me. The guy just slow rides, windows open, staring at me. Because it was 1 a.m., no one was around. That was a particular See, time when, like, that's pure racism. That's pre-BLM regular cop regular shit. Regular cop shit. I haven't encountered that since post-BLM. I mean, it's still alive and well. It'll go back. It's clearly it's, going back. It's clearly going back. Maybe it they're just like, like, this nigga's got a car with a roof rack. He's good. This nigga's got a roof rack. Bro, all black people out there, put a roof rack on your car. Man, I walk. I'm in danger, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, you're literally an endangered species, man. Bro, when I see you driving with Tim Hortons, I feel like that's like the armor. Of <laughs> no, 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 no. Tim Hortons is like, the, is like a muzzle for black people. Like if you're driving uh, with a roof rack at Tim Hortons cup and a, a Toronto Maple Leafs hat, oh, you are untouchable, dude. <laughs> you could kill you're, a man and they'll be like, why Why did you not let us know? In yeah, advance? they're arresting <laughs> you. It's like, oh, I'm dropping my double-double. It's like, well, just we'll hold, we'll hold on to it for you. We got to, buddy, we got to handcuff you. I mean, I'll hold the double-double up front, but we got to handcuff you. Man, racism is a whole new like fucking franchise, man. And that's what you realize. I think that's what we've grown into. We've grown into a society where we're franchising everything, bro. Racism is a franchise. Sexism is a franchise. Ageism, they're trying to make that a franchise. Like anything. When you that, say franchise, can you elaborate on that? Well, it's simple. Because it sounds smart brand. as fuck, and I want to agree with it, bro, but it's I don't brand. know what it really means. It's a brand. You know what I'm saying? Like sexism is a brand now. Racism is a brand. You know what I'm saying? Like for you to have your anti-racism laws in the office, there has to be a department. I, I keep going back to graphic designers because that's the first image, you know? Someone has to design those posters to make those statements. Like previous movements or previous things that people fought for, it was really just people in the streets fighting for it. It was verbal. Yeah, Martin guerrilla Luther King, style. Guerrilla Martin Luther that. King didn't have a blog. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just the person going out saying exactly how he feels. Feet on pavement. 
Exactly. Strength yeah. in numbers. Strength in numbers is the presence that matters. But now it's a whole department that's in charge of that. And it's changed. It's no more the same thing. Now it's like I'm listening to people talk about things and it's like we're talking about it because um, it helps our business. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know dude, saying? exactly. Like I, I was, I was talking about this. Just like I, I'll, I'll go on set, and uh, I did a, a commercial with Chris Robinson, right? I was talking yeah, about shout that. Yeah, shout to Chris. Yeah. Uh, and the commercial is depicting two black guys, like like a beer commercial, and yeah. everyone, every the director, the producer, the camera guy, the grip, the sound, a hundred percent of people were white guys. Like so, so, so it's so funny to everyone behind camera is like so Coors goes to uh, how does this work because you're in this world Coors wants yeah. to make a commercial for Raptors and they want like cool black guys depicted <laughs> yeah. in it right yeah so they go to a production house a production house bids on it I'm assuming yeah and production they, they, bid. they yeah. win the project yeah. they win the, the contract agency. yeah so now they have to now they have to depict the thing. It's like an extension of Coors. It's like yeah. look at look at Coors. Look at all these black guys and yeah. and ev- and nothing behind the camera changes. And it hasn't changed in decades. In decades, bro. It's just who is in front of the camera. You know. Well, it's not even like who's in front. It's more like a statement. So even if they did hire a black director, it's because they have to hire a black director based on based on color. The not conversation, merit. not merit, no nothing. It's uh, and that's the big issue. It's like. Especially with this case too, um, a case like a commercial, every detail that you see, the clothes you guys wore, the fucking everything, everything, every detail is accounted for. So you know for a fact that you guys were both accounted for. It's like you gotta have black guys. Oh no, There's we're no like way we're hiring we're an mannequins. Asian guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we're not hiring an Asian guy. We're not hiring an Indian guy. We're not hiring uh, whatever other races are out there. Like we're not hiring any of that specifically because it's Raptors, it's basketball. Who else watches basketball? Black guys. Abbas, we know you don't like basketball that much, oh, right? Yeah, But man. you're the face. Like, shit, real dude. shit. No, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't hit a three to save my life. That's not true. <laughs> I, I got mad dribbles. I used to memorize the N1 mixtape. And, dude, bro, I'm the type of nigga that, like, I don't know how to be, like, effective or competent on the court. This is yeah. for soccer and <laughs> basketball. But... Like, if you're lining up, if there's a line of people and you're choosing who's on your team, I mastered the art of getting chosen. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I know how to do the spider, which is on basketball. Like, oh, this guy's got crazy ball handling. In soccer, I know how to do all the Ronaldinho leg. Th- like, I can't run and dribble and pass or score. Like, I got basics, none of that. Bro, the basics. They're like, damn, that guy's got crazy. And I get chosen and I'm just, I'm all show. I'm all show. Bro, that's real, man. But that's. It I works mean, for this commercial. It bro. works I'm, for the commercial, which makes no sense. You, might, you did you do any basketball things? Like, I did it, but like, they didn't ask me to do it. I, cause Real shit, bro. It was one of the first commercials where it was actually like, they were pretty much kind of like be funny. Yeah, which is good. Which it, was the the best. But that though, that's the best version of what they can do, which is like give you guys the freedom to be yourselves as like black folks and like, not even black, just be two normal dudes, whatever you embody, which is your culture, your race, whatever, you should be able to show it. Places like that, they give you the opportunity. But that's not how it should be, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to tell a story about the Raptors and you really want this whole black involvement, like, you can't be getting a white director that is basically that He's just getting a job that... But you know what? I actually don't care about that director specifically because the director in this scenario was very open to us trying our own thing. Yeah. So whether he... For, Forget about his color. Yeah, he was a good Very director fair. for this project. Sure. Forget about yeah. his color. Yeah. He really was like, oh, in the audition, these guys big, killed yeah. their improv. Yeah. So they have, they're equipped with the ability to be funny uh, like uh, right away and just improvise. Yeah. So let me lean into that rather than be like, 
you know, yeah. Abbas, did, like him trying to be funny, what he thinks I would do that would be funny. Yeah. He's like, be funny, essentially. Yeah. Which is rare. Which is a, it's a trust thing, right? That's what it comes down to. And that's actually good. That The fact that you can meet, um, you can meet someone that really trusts you in your process. I think that's what black people really want. Just like the, the idea of trust. Or not black people, just anybody wants that trust. Someone trusted him to direct this commercial with two black dudes. In the same way, he's entrusting you to deliver. Exactly. So that's a very maybe maybe in this. So so, case. so in that case, so color aside, that was a great director to work with. Fair. Yeah. Color I, aside, we, we both know the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so color aside, dude. you know what I mean. But it's yeah. just funny to me how it's like, like a hundred percent of people are, and, and this set specifically. Like I've been yeah. to set where the grip is a black guy, and this is that. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like it's funny how the it's just the the way that the wind blows as far as like the culture of who needs to be represented yeah. it only matters of what is shown yeah. you know or uh, yeah, as hard. you're saying though yeah. it'd be funny to be like we need a black director for this which is something they do very often bro i've seen them go we need a black we need when i used to work at a taxi uh, no name dropping but when i used to work <laughs> yeah, at yeah, yeah, you just did but whatever you're <laughs> but, getting fired they're sending your termination like termination why would you say that as man we, <laughs> as we speak they're typing it dear conrad yeah, it has you... come to our attention <laughs> That you were no. on the immigrant section. <laughs> no, but I remember when we were there, they would, they would give us these assignments that were very fucking weird. There was one time they were like, go, you guys should have a list of 10 non-spirited indigenous graphic designers. Bro, there's... What does non-spirited bro, mean? Bro, I don't... Let's not, it might, we might sound ignorant. If I might sound ignorant if I'm like, I don't know what that means. But I do know what it means. But you're on Google, though. But yeah. I did Google it at yeah, first. Because yeah, yeah. that's not something I know more, much about. And it was a good place for me to learn. But you know how specific they have to be to be like, go find this particular thing for this project? Without realizing, like, oh, all you're trying to do is... And that's the issue. Even at one point, they're like, oh, all the ones we found, they're not good. But we have to. I'm like that's crazy. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like that you're taking away jobs from even actual indigenous, like regular indigenous people that have the same ideas. It's just because they don't fall into this whatever uh, two spirited uh, nature. What does that is, mean, though? Sp what, well, spirit, basically, what the fuck does that mean? Like oh, no, the no, spirits no. are with them. No, in they, in, they, in they indigenous, talk like that? in indigenous culture, they have this idea that you gender is just a spectrum. You know, so you could be both male yeah. and female. You yeah, could identify in, in as both. our culture too, you know. Well, in every culture <laughs> is spreading out, but that's the <laughs> no, but that's what it is though. Like it does exist like that. You can have things like that, but the emphasis on finding that particular thing makes it like a franchise, in my opinion, because now you're just trying to build this whole like style and brand it this way because it fits a conversation as opposed to being Let's really make in the depth. Best someone thing. that has thought about it long enough to gotcha. make, make the best thing, you know. Like, there's hardly any even black commercial directors. There's probably a handful of them. But see, so I, I get it when it's like, have, yeah. it's funny when it's like, yo, I want to depict a, 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 a grimy hood environment scene. Yeah. For, for this project, we need a black director. But really, no, you need a, someone who grew up in the hood. It doesn't no. matter if they're black. It's funny. You yeah. get a Harvard motherfucker yeah. doing this like black thing because he's black. Yeah. But it's like he's he grew up in a well-to-do family. He has nothing to do with it. So yeah. choosing color doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. It's like choose people based on their portfolio. Choose them based on... Based on what they can, can do, they, what they want yeah, to do. I want to... Though something like, like we're writing a show and you just taught me yeah. about something called a lookbook. A lookbook is like when people are making a, a show, they compile all these images of, uh, of framing and, and pictures and a scene where it's like we want to create this type of vibe. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You should get... 
I want the director. Uh, I'm envisioning uh, a project to be like this. So I find other versions of things I'd li I like, and you get that director. You yeah. get directors like that rather than someone be like. thought about it. I want someone who, yeah, I, I want someone black because yeah. I want to, I want to do a, I want to do an urban thing. You know it what changes I mean? everything, man. Like you know what that also does? It puts people away. So for example, an Asian dude trying to direct a black film, impossible because the immediately you're saying, uh, which is another thing too. That's what impossible in what area. sense? I mean. I'm not like that's in the, the sense of like in the sense of like they're not gonna they'll be like it's not an authentic like if you want an Asian dude that grew up in the hoods like yeah I'm trying to make this movie about the hood there's just the sense of not trusting him you know what I mean are you saying industry won't trust him the industry does not trust him yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. and I'm saying and they should is my point they should it's of a course. reflection of where he came from and if he's already created hood style shit yeah they're like oh this is Oh, he's an Asian American. Hmm. Maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, follow up with him for Crazy Rich Asians too. Two. That's it. <laughs> you know That's I mean? all. Imagine a black dude trying to direct Crazy Asians too. Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but what if they grew up in Chinatown? No. What That's if they? What if they, they, they were the, making fake Louis? Yeah, this thing uh, has fucking purses from like age three. What if they worked in a sweatshop? To do that, bro, you have to literally have been like, I grew up in China and I speak only Mandarin. My English is not that good, bro. dude. You know, there's, there's, I, bro, I, you know, wherever you travel, there's always a couple of black, black guys there that shouldn't be there, and they just oh, yeah. fucking work. We're a little bit of that. Like Canada is such a mixing pot; it doesn't count. But like in Switzerland, there'll be like one or a couple black guys in Shanghai. Type yeah. of niggas who like to be there just because yeah. they know they're like just yeah. one of the few. I'm, the, I'm one of the black guys <laughs> yeah. in Estonia, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and you know they just love Estonian chicks. You yeah, know what I mean, like, like they're just shit. like I'll be a I'll be a big fish in a small pond type deal. It's a very tough. It's a very tough thing to navigate, man. I don't I don't even know if it's really. I don't know. I feel like progression has reached. Like I think we're going on this x-axis where like I think everything is converging. You know what I mean? Like. For example, I, I thought of it today. Maybe I might be ignorant when I say this, but like the case of like Black Lives Matter, that whole movement was the hype. That was the height of racial conversations, I think. Right. So we had this big racial. If you graph it, yeah, I think if you so. Graph for it, sure. That was the hype, bro. Because literally things changed. The dynamics of every, people looked at it differently. The conversations, there was a sense of openness in the conversation. But now we're at that point where every other ethnic group wants their own conversation and it's very fair it's very respectable i mean that's how you shouldn't even have this conversation because you should just know everyone's equal without that but now at that point when i have the asian conversation and after the asian conversation i can bet you 100 percent there'll be a next ethnic group that wants their own conversation and then you start having this thing and then it'll go back to full white people want to have their own conversation oh yeah at like some point. robber will kill like a an Indian like uh, Petro Canada guy, bro, we already and they'll be like, "Stop brown hate," and that nigga was just trying to rob the shit, and it's, it's like they tie it to a thing, you know what I mean? Bro, they remember, tie it to a remember cause. the Orlando ISIS guy, the guy that showed up the gay club? Um, but that like, was like he killed a bunch of them. That was a very that specific. was clearly anti-gay. But that wasn't or, a Muslim thing. But they but, but they tied it to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made yeah, attached yeah. it because because they they wouldn't call that guy terror or terrorist. No, no, no. Right, terrorist is like uh, that is reserved for an a Muslim Middle Eastern looking Arab motherfucker. Right, that's the brand. Bro. So if you are white, homegrown, 
they they get away from the word terrorist because it's like he's a crazy. This yeah. is an issue of mental health. You know what I mean? What? Yo, this you, is an issue of mental health. I saw this video of uh, it's like what? Wait, he was born in <laughs> Lebanon. Oh, this is a fucking dude. We and then it's like, yeah, see, this is what happens when you don't when you vote liberal. They let these fucking and then it becomes yeah. political terrorism scare shit again. Bro, I remember watching uh, one of the videos on this same case, the Asian, the anti-Asian, uh, the guy that showed up the spot recently, uh, and the cop literally went, the guy must be having a bad day. Oh, I read that. That's the dumbest cop that's ever, the dumbest of all time. That's, that's the, the dumbest cop you know of all time. But that's that just a white dude talking, you know? That like, whole quote came on. Because the guy that killed the ladies probably looked like his cousin or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, we you all know we all have off days. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's yeah, it's like, yeah, he's on camera like, just a case of the Mondays. Case of the Mondays. He took it too far, but <laughs> that's his whole defense. And there's like it's white, there's like white court. That's well, his whole yeah. lawyer's defense was, Your Honor, it, it was Monday. <laughs> We've all been there. Come on, come on, man. Your Honor. My client, did, it was Monday. He did not have his coffee. Yeah. All right. He's I would to blame. sex. This is an issue of mental health. Your Actually, Honor. Actually, I want to blame coffee shops for not opening up by at seven. They That's opened what, yeah. too late. That's yeah, exactly. That's why we are filing a class action lawsuit against Starbucks. <laughs> all right, Starbucks. <laughs> Is against Asian people. You know what I mean? Like, and it just... They want... Yeah, bro. It just... They're trying to create this conversation, man. And that's the one thing I... Why... As, like... As people that... As comedians, we're kind of, like, skeptical about the news and shit like that. And this is why. Because there's an agenda that has been set out to, like, converse about certain things in certain ways. Like, you can't bring up a new conversation about identity without it being grounded in what we already have. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, you can't go up and be... You can't just really exactly like you can't go up and be like it's possible for someone to just be crazy, and also Asian, for example, or like also white, or like you know what I mean. Like you can't place those. It's either it, there's a stereotype that has been there's a way the conversation has been framed. Like if say a black dude goes into a shop and kills somebody, it's more like his upbringing. Well, you know, so, they, so they look at those things as being very cultural, as opposed to it being just this one crazy person. They kind of the, the, the news at this point is like, especially after BLM, there's an overcorrection. So it's like even if a black guy goes and does some shit in a thing, yeah, it, they probably won't paint it as Ooh, they can't. They can't right now. They can't be like black male does black guy violent no. shit. They'll just be like individual has <laughs> mental break. You know what I mean? Because they're trying not to get canceled. Uh. Everyone has to fucking navigate. The, they're like, oh, black uh. guys, black guys are untouchable right now. Like, yeah. imagine a transgender person shot a black guy in the face. Okay, oh. imagine the fucking lava walk <laughs> around that fucking news thing. You know, individual, this, that, you know? man in wig shoots man in wig human being shoots human. <laughs> I mean, it's that's it's what we are it's, now, it's so fucked, dude. And I think um, it's all the franchise. And, and the same thing has has brought its way into every corporation, including the movie making, commercial making industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just yeah. look. You can't. You can't sell Pampers and show a white couple with a white baby being like, "Wow, Pampers are the Pampers are the best." You know what I mean? No, no you know it I, has I to be a fucking uh, a white guy with a black chick or an Asian chick, and the baby is black somehow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't even line up. They yeah. hit three things, like so everyone feels represented. Like, yeah, my culture is represented by that baby. Yeah. I think I'm gonna get Pampers. You know what I mean? Like. Yo, to be a white guy getting a commercial, I gotta be crazy. <laughs> you know? What I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta, you gotta be, be like, oh no. 
you have a different kind of white guy where like they see you they're like this guy's not really we can't Bro, i was thinking about this, this if i know? saw a commercial th- let me know what you think yeah. if you saw a commercial on tv where let's say it's a security system commercial yeah and they show a robber and he's black Oof. What do, no no what would you think in my in my mind I would think damn they're brave you know what I mean like that's ballsy like that yeah. right now is almost like I would remember the name of that security company yeah because I'd be like whoa Risky, bro. that's on the nose Risky. I remember a few years ago they had this commercial in China it was about like laundry soap I don't know if you saw the commercial it was like where, a black guy where the, they put the they put the black guy this is real shit this is not even a joke they put a black guy she puts. The, she has this black guy that's like they're like kind of kissing each other and uh, she's wait like, so an Asian chick is kissing a black guy an Asian not like kissing but like smooshing like they're in love okay. situation yeah. but then she takes the black guy this is real she takes the black guy puts him in a washing machine puts the laundry soap and then he comes out as a white guy Game changer. But wait, 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 yeah. But it what happens when he comes out? Does she like really she make like, out with she like falls in love and like oh, yeah, she like, okay, they like, don't really make out make okay. out. They like rub it, like hug each other. So it's the idea like I'm kinda into you, but I wish you but were I cleaner. I wish you were cleaner. Yeah. I okay. swear to God. So that's race that's, that's fundamentally like, racist. Fundamentally racist. <laughs> that's like a nineteen seventy two But I remember that US commercial. commercial. <laughs> I remember that commercial. I can never forget it because of how fucked up it was. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's a, a fundamentally <laughs> racist. That's funny. Because they're mean, going for funny. Yeah. But they nailed well, the humor is very different. Yeah, like, they nailed the exact <laughs> racism, which yeah. is the funny part there. Oh man, we've come a long way, man. I, I I really think like we gotta we gotta go back to our drawing boards and like really understand what we're trying to say. Because I think we're all caught up in what everyone else is saying and we're trying to create this night. Like it changes so fast. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 conversation is no more a conversation. It's more like oh, we're just trying to make a collage of everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. ideal version. But on of some, it. but on in some scenarios, it fucking works, dude. It works I mean, in like very yeah. established in this case of stand up comedy. You know this as well as I do yeah. that in Toronto, especially in metro places like like very metropolitan areas. Like if you go to the boonies and you watch a comedy show, it might be all white people, all white guys, and it might be the funniest show you've ever seen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I'm not, regardless of, but if it's in Toronto, there's an unspoken rule that there has to be a minority and a girl in every lineup. There has to be at least yeah. one minority, one girl, and like the really pl- new places are like one gay, one black, one yeah. girl. You know what I mean? Like. And then the rest are white guys. That's the funny yeah. thing. The default oh, is like you once gotta we count, get counts, 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 counts. The rest are white guys. But because there's the most white guys in stand-up. There's I the mean, more. If you looked at the demographics of stand-up, bro, look at every open mic, yeah. every show you're at. It's mostly white guys. It's mostly white guys. But that brings me to my which, to to counter your question. What you just said is come closer to the mic. Are white guys actually the funniest people, or no, are I, they I, just the most involved in it? Because oh, white guys, are, white guys represent the most in Canada. Keep that in mind. Well, that's why it is. So, so in we're in Canada, Canada right in now. In Canada, it's white guys. They You're are Nigerian. Most. I'm from Sudan. I we're know. in Canada. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mostly white guys. Yeah. Right. So, but there's a push in the metropolitan areas. Like we need to get representation from others. And in that scenario, it works because in places where there is none of that push. Yeah. It's usually just a lineup of white guys, which is cool. If they're all like, I watched Louis. The best stand-up show yeah. I've ever seen was Louis C.K. Yeah, uh, with uh, Kevin Brennan. Yeah, uh, Tony Woods was a black guy. He was uh, like Chappelle's like uh, mentor. Yeah, so he was a black guy in it, but still, like, 
That was one of the best shows I've ever seen. White, black, it doesn't matter. The highest but level stand-up, I don't care about the funny. color, right? It's, it's funny. Because that's what the show is about. Funny first. The problem is sometimes there'll be like really funny people, 10-year guys, and like a, a, a girl who's been in doing comedy for 16 months. Because they need to grab a girl. You know what I mean? But that's also... That's, and that's what that's what my case comes in. And that's why, I don't know, that's why I haven't... That's why I'm really where I, uh, where I am in life. I'm very content because I see that as being a thing. If you put yourself in that space, if you're a girl, you've done comedy for two months and you put yourself as being... You can pick me as a diversity pick, which is not... I'm not against it. But if you go... If you put it like that, then that same girl will be picked on every show or that same diverse person. But the idea is to, like, be as comfortable as those white guys bro someone told me this and like it really is the 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 white guy energy it's a whole thing when a white guy is on the phone talking it's like they watch the movie oh, like yeah. a customer service voice. customer service it's like you gotta be so confident you almost throw the other person off and that's what was slowly getting to. i feel like people are getting more confident in who they are because at first we were minorities but now it's like bro, i'm not a minority i'm really just a guy I happen to be this cool and I'm black and I'm Yeah, if you awesome look at the pie black. chart of things, then yes, you could label me as a minority. I mean, but that's what it is. It's the, it's the mentality. You know what I'm saying? That's, I think that's the next phase of it because I think that's changing now, you know? It's like, just you don't do any... Like, it's, it's so weird because the girl is like... A lot of these times, the guys are pros. The girl yeah. is thrown in last second because the show is going to look... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like chauvinistic or whatever? Like... It's going to look yeah. really like uh, dated if it's yeah. all white guys. Yeah. So they pull in someone who's like of uh, and, and not to say that there's ladies that aren't super experienced veterans, right? Yeah. They're just usually not there. They they're don't not at to, that show. Yeah. They're not at a showcase show. They're doing a proper show getting money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like a a valuable a, a valuable uh, commodity is a funny bro. female comic. Yeah. They just they choose their price. They choose their price. Because everybody yeah. wants yeah. them as as the minority pick for the show. Yeah. And they're like, I've got six people that are trying to get a girl for the show. Yeah. So I'm just going to go to where there's the most audience and I get actually paid. I'm most comfortable. That's what it is. It really, it really is a good way to see it. The fu- I want to tell you a funny story about comedy since we're on the top of comedy. Uh, there's a show uh, called The Sketchesons. And uh, whatever. What? Happened, what? It's called The Sketchesons. Okay. It's a comedy troupe that performs at Comedy Bar. And whatever. if they listen to this... I'm going to roast them for it. They cancel themselves. This is the funniest story I've ever heard of people being going too far with this whole thing. So they started a show years ago, probably like 10, 15 years ago. They <laughs> have this yearly show, and it's mostly all white dudes on the on the sketch troupe. Okay. They have maybe like a few white girls. Yeah. It was mainly just like a white troupe. Yeah. They're funny. They've been doing their thing forever. They're good. They're good. Yeah. No argument about that. I've seen them perform. They're good. Gotcha. Now, as time goes, diversity conversations will come out. They start adding more diverse people. The show changed. People have no business that have no rapport with them or anything, probably, right? They've helped a few careers. Shout out to a boy, Tim Blair. Tim Blair was on Oh, Tim Blair was sense. on that? Okay. He was with them for a bit before he moved on to bigger things. But Shout he, out to our boys. So, so that's what I say. So they've gone through this. And then during the whole Black Lives Matter thing, they literally put out a statement being like, um, we've looked at our... We've, <laughs> we've, uh, first off, they put out a post that was like, oh, we're trying to diversify a thing. We, we have to put this into consideration as we make better plans for the future. So want to diversify. And then like two days after, they put up another post that like, was sorry about what was said last time. That decision was made by mostly white people. And we feel like that's not okay. So we'd have to, we're taking a break to go back and make sure our leadership board is more diverse before we make decisions about diversity. 
Like, I don't know if you understand anything I just said. That that sounds like a black hole imploding into it literally was just them going, bah, 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 like, shooting themselves. Like, I'm dying right That's this, overcorrection. That is overcorrection. The, that is like, yo, I, I I don't even have a good analogy for that. It's literally like... It really, I don't even know what that is. You know bro. what? That's, <laughs> that's almost like... Thank God when you got what I was trying to explain. When bro. you want to trim your mustache and you take a little off the right and you take a little off the right. And, and then think- eventually you just shave the whole thing because you fucked up. You try to balance out the other side and you bro, just lose everything. It. You lose that's everything. It. That's it. You Dude, forget the, the fact that you are already who you are. No one's arguing of who you are. They're saying as you grow, you should put that in mind. But the fact that you said it, you agreed to change, like systematically. They just tried. They 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 tried to adjust right immediately back. to a political climate. To, that's it. Franchise. Too fast. Can, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't that. work like systematic. You gotta take your time, build on it. Build talent. You know what I mean? Like actually that's foster it. talent. Right. They have. It's just crazy. They have foster talent, but they're so not the confidence of being good. Then so they know what they're doing is almost pretentious. Because there's no conf. If you're doing something confidently, it means you trust yourself, right? You know yes. what I'm saying? But when you're able to like not see that, you you feel like you're being a fraud, even when everyone else knows that you know what you're doing. That's when you're not being real, you know. And that's that's you should get shit like that where you fucking shoot your own self. It's fucking wild, man. There's some people that like that virtue signaling thing. Like if you look at their their Instagrams, it's like these are creators that. All their posts are like the like this Asian thing. They just dropped the stop Asian hate, and over yeah. the next w- course of a week or two, they'll post like Asian Americans represent only two percent of. Oh, TV there's already stuff. stats. Like there's <laughs> stats. The stats. It's a yeah. stat pie yeah. chart that drops. Yeah. It's just things to drop. Like I just need to post things yeah. that are like virtually signal. Yeah. It's like it's so fake and inflated and there's no substance and there's there's no tell of your own character you're just yeah. like yeah they said yeah yeah like yeah. these are the same people that like at the time of jim crow would be like black people are less than us right yeah like, yes like, they, i mean i mean people, the stats whatever, that's it. whatever the status quo is yeah. they flame the status quo you know yeah it's crazy dude bro i always think about that man like when I think about let even David like when I think about shit like even like slavery and shit like that. When I think about things like that, I'm like, man, there had to be people that were like, they thought they were doing the right thing, but like even Nazi, bro, Nazi. Oh, people are like, not people, inherently evil. People are not here, but they, that's the thing. We're going to a society where people that are good are just falling for these conversations that the news is trying to push on you, or like the bigger. Corporations and all those people, like they'll force feed you all this information, and when you believe it, then you become a bad person automatically. There's no doubt about that. You can't tell me someone that grew up in 1930s Germany that lived comfortably when it and Hitler sent his men. They are, I'm German. They show them the idea or whatever. You can't tell me those people are good people now because they literally just converted based on the yeah. They like say silence said, is violence. You know yeah, what I mean? you know like, what I'm saying like being uh, the inactivity is a form of uh violence in itself, in you, itself know what I mean? you know but again they didn't have an opinion and that's what matters like you gotta have an opinion a very legitimate opinion that shouldn't be hateful you can't be like black people are worse like less than black, white people that's a bad opinion but if you want to sit down and break it down there's a bet you can think of it it's as really like, it's mob mentality is what it comes down to man. it's mob mentality look at george floyd the motherfucker that killed him yeah. don't forget those two other cops watching this guy telling like like that was an Asian guy with them, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two, and the Asian guy is just like I, I can't 
be against my cops in front of these civilians. Yeah. Even in his head, he knew, okay, this dude is like dying. Yeah. Uh, uh, He's like, fuck. What he'd, he'd rather be not do anything than, than uh, fight his own people in yeah. front of the enemy, so to speak. Not even the enemy, but like the people that are subjugated to the power of authority. Yeah. They're like, we are the cops. Yes. My fellow cop is doing that. You stand and watch. You make a step forward toward him. And you're going to be subdued. You know what yeah. I mean? And that guy's yeah. just dying. Yeah. That's the same shit in like the Nazis. Like the Nazis, like there's the killer ones who want to go to concentration camps. They want to yeah. press that button for the clothing. Yeah. And the other ones just have kids. And they know that if they try to save a Jew, their kids will get killed. Yeah. So they're just like, fuck. I, 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 you know what I mean? I, I'm trying to live. People, number one, are just trying to survive and be accepted by their tribe. Number yeah. one thing. Number one thing. Before just, empathy yeah. or anything, it's like, I just want to be accepted by the people around me and I want to survive. An important part of that is the identity, you know. I think that's what we're struggling with, in a way. Some people go through this identity. The conversation of identity is so big. Sometimes it's gone past it. Like, you don't have, you could just identify with guys that like wearing jeans, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, like, niche you can. It's so small things that really, a cop really just identifying with other cops. Because that's what he's been built into. Because that's his the hat whole, he's wearing. That's the hat he's wearing. Yeah, his, yeah. his whole life, his family. And not even his whole life, but like his financial security. Ev- yeah. His career. His happiness, basically, is based on the fact that he's a cop. His quality of life. His yeah, quality yeah. of life. So he's in that situation where he gets to choose, like, oh, do I not have an identity, which is like go against my own people and then maybe not have a job and then have to like find a new career or something like that? Do I go that way or do I just like stand here and just go through this and still be part of this identity group it's like a principal in a hallway sees two kids fighting grabs the one kid and does some physical shit that may be overboard when with teachers around you know the teachers are not going to step to the principal and be like what are you doing that's too much because they they need the students to know that they are in control yeah they don't want the students to question the control with the teachers you know like divide and conquer if they see that the units internally are, are breaking up they think the level of authority is diminished. They're going, yeah. no, we can fucking take over this whole thing. We can do whatever we want. They're fighting amongst each other. Yeah. So, uh, it's big. It's like, it's the uniformity there, bro. It's a big part of that conversation, to be honest. What What are the cops like in Nigeria? Oh, man. Is it just all just shit. corrupt? It's just all like corrupt, all Africa? Shit, like, I think it's mostly all corrupt. You know what's crazy about cops in Nigeria? I think the more, the higher your rank is, the um, better your life. Pretty much, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's everywhere, really. But in Nigeria, it's very evident because there's obviously, like, there's no middle class per se. So it's either you're rich or you're poor. Yeah, shacks or gated houses. That's it. Those yeah. are the two options you have, you know? And, like, you have these corrupt cops that, like, would take 50 bucks off people for just driving. Um, just literally, like, like just whatever's talking. a nice car. Whatever's a nice car, yeah, they yeah. stop you. They take a little bit, you know, like, a little handshake. But that that's one level. But on the other hand, it's more intense. Like guys that seize like containers of like goods that you like. Oh, like they'll go to the docks, like the importing, dock, yeah, exporting, and they'll yeah. be like, "This is a li- there's no paperwork there's for no this." Paperwork. Or something. Like this is all the paperwork. Like we need a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh. how much will it cost? Five k. Like, next what? level illegal. Like next, next level, level illegal. corruption shit. Yeah. They stop a twenty thousand dollar shipment yeah. and try to get it like a five thousand dollar bribe. Bro, real shit, bro. Like you can see this. There's, I remember there's one uh, incident. The 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 guy just stopped us. Is my uncle? My uncle's like my uncle used to work in like the courts in Nigeria. He like he's no one. He no one. He's like retired and shit. But when he used to work there, he had like the license plates of like the don't judicial. fuck with me license. Plate. Don't fuck with me license. 
Like, I'm and, one of you, license plate. Yeah. Yeah, but no, also he's also he was also like a very stubborn, not stubborn guy, but like he was very rebellious, kind of like me. Oh, gotcha. He was just like he. It's just a job to him. So I remember one time he was um we we're going to we're going to like back to our house. We're going over this bridge, and the governor was driving. The governor? The governor of the state of okay. our state was driving, and he has like tank cars, obviously, like entourage, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Of course. Every when he's driving, every Everyone car has, has to stop, stop move yeah. to the side. This guy doesn't move. And I remember, like, they come out, they stop him, they're, like, they're trying to be him. He's like, man, like, I'm also driving. Like, I'll move, but, like, I'm not going to let all 15 of your cars go. Like, I'm also, I'm literally going off the street. I'm almost there. So they stop him, they take him out. I literally go They home. took him out of the car? They took him out of the car. Like, they parked on the side. Then they took him out, and then they just left a few cops to him. The governor goes past. And then at one point, they're, like, uh, he's, like, they're, like, oh, well, you got to pay us money for stopping us. And, like, the cops are now, like, you have to pay us money. An inconvenience fee. An inconvenience fee. He's, like, I don't have any money. And they're, like, well, we'll wait. Literally, this nigga's awesome. My uncle's fucking stubborn, bro. He started there, there for, like, three hours, bro. Literally doing nothing. Just sitting just down. Just standing there. They're just waiting for all him to just send sitting. for money. For him to say, he's, like, I'm not sending for money. They're, like, well, we'll wait. You have to find money. So they all just sit there until they got tired. And they left. And they left. <laughs> I was like, this is it. Because they can't kill him. They can't do anything to him because it's a law. Yeah, yeah. So they literally were in that position. And I was like, oh, this guy's insane, bro. Wow. And, and and that's like, a, it's one of those principal pride wins in your head. Yeah. You wasted he, lost, the... he lost his whole day. My uncle yeah, lost his whole day. But, like, <laughs> but he won. <laughs> he won morally. You know? Yeah, fucking, that's a, an L for the corruption. Uh, an L for the fucking bullshit system. Real shit, bro. But it's like that. L across Africa, too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sudan is I the same imagine. shit. But I but Nigeria is more developed, so yeah. I was wondering how we would go down there. Like, do you, yeah. d- did you ever remember any scenarios being in court or like? Ah uh, no, I didn't really. I didn't, but I remember. Do the people to, love who's the Nigerian president? Do people like him or is he like a known fucking oh, corrupt? I, you want to go through guy? the history of that? It's we don't have to go all okay unless well, it's interesting. No, it's very interesting because the guy now is Buhari, Mohammed Buhari. He was General Muhammad Muslim? Bari. Muslim, yeah. So they had a... Allahu Akbar. <laughs> bro, this guy's insane, bro. So in the <laughs> 70s... He usually goes like that. He's fucking insane, bro. <laughs> in the 70s, he was a young dude. He was in the military. They put him in power via coup d'etat. You know the coup d'etat is where they assassinate Mil- the Yeah, military. I remember they Bashir, same shit. Or when the general comes in and goes, yeah, I'm yeah. the president now. And he's got the army. Yeah, he's like, I guess so. Hey, uh, by the way, if you want to live, get the fuck get out the of fuck that out chair. Of and move. So they did that. He became president. For what, 98 years? <laughs> no, he was there for four years. And then, because their own argument was uh, we're trying to make it a democratic state. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. he's like, I'm going to be the military guy for a few years. And then we'll elect And then we'll democratic. do a transitional council. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. He, got, he got kicked out. Okay, yeah. By another military guy. Who stepped in was like, was it's like my I turn. Can, my, that's really what happened. <laughs> Nigga, I'm going to make democracy happen. Get the fuck out. <laughs> so he got killed. Uh, no, so he didn't the get second killed. guy got killed. The second guy came in, was there for a bit. He got killed, uh, I think, in 96 or so. Assassination? Around assassination. It was the big news. Like, they got in German hookers because he was into white women. So they brought in German hookers. Apparently, this is the story I heard as a kid. They put poison in the apple, killed him. Oh, One of those classics. Those stories. Nigerians love an apple before <laughs> sex. <Yeah. laughs> That's right. But this guy, he, uh, what's he called? He then... He, he wasn't in power for a few years. And then they said this thing where they do South and North. So Muslims, Christians, essentially. 
Or the South it's most pretty much can. what uh, Sudan has now. Bro, but theirs, in their case, is that, that's when you realize it doesn't work. Because they did the election, first a Muslim, and then they had a Christian uh, president, and then they were Muslim. And then one of the Muslim, while in office, died. And then the vice president, Christian, then took office. Good luck, Jonathan. He was one of the best presidents Nigeria's had in the recent times. So he's a Christian president for Muslim people. For well, Nigeria is half Muslim, half Christian, oh, right? Didn't you say so? The north and the south don't they have separate presidents or no? No, no, same. It's all one country, yeah. But they, oh, ro- yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. have rotation every four years. We rotate. Uh, uh, okay, right? so it's kind of like liberal, de- uh, Democrat, Republican yeah, type shit. Very much like that, but it's more they use religion. So the best the president was the vice president that went in as president. Bro, this guy was he won a fucking UN award. He literally almost stabilized Nigeria, but then he only was president for like two or three years. He went on vacation for two weeks. No, no, the he, coup happened. He he agreed. They did the election. He stepped down, and then this general from the seventies, now retired from the military, just an old guy, comes, runs for office, wins. He didn't win legally, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now he's now the president. He's Muslim again. So he's like president again. Right now, right now, this guy has dementia. There's rumors. My every time I talk to my aunt, she's like, he's a clone. They all believe he's a clone. <laughs> they think he's Dude, like I love, I love, I love third world and like second world. I don't, even if you consider Nigeria <laughs> first world, yeah. I don't know what, but like it's third world for sure. Asian, it. African, Middle East South, shit South happens shit. you don't see in the first world. Yeah, that type bro. of shit. Saddam, he that nigga had like fucking lookalikes around yeah. him all the time. It's fucked. You're saying his kids had lookalikes. It's fucked. That's They're some like... of that old old world <laughs> shit where it's like find the nigga who looks just like just me, like... just in case. <laughs> But this new guy, this apparently this new guy, which if he's a new guy, he doesn't sound very stupid. He says a bunch of shit. They're like, what? Like, he sounds like someone that hasn't. He's not educated? He's not that educate, educated. They say he's one of the Fulani guys. So he like, sounds like George Bush Jr. Bro, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. He's exactly. Like, fool me once. <laughs> he says it in like, Fool me again, fool me again. Yeah. <laughs> fool me twice. No, but no. that's the president now. It's like a, a Muslim guy that everyone doesn't like because they think. He's a clone, and also he's been president before. He almost he, he literally took it by was a president in a civil war, and he did worse. So it's one of those situations where you have like I don't know. So the guy that lost the election, the Christian guy, is he just chilling around? Bro, he's just chilling around. He was the governor of a state. Um, that's well, about demotion, huh? Bro, he really he really was like a good guy, man, and like it not like he really was just a good guy that really wasn't into the poor. He was like a, he came from a state where they had nothing. So he wasn't like he didn't. They had no resource. They had oil, but the oil wasn't helping the state. But he took care of the people somehow. He just fought, navigated away. They created a state. The state he was in, they created it in '96. So it's fairly the new state. Oh goddamn! But then he built it into what it is right now. It's like a tourism spot. It's very cool. It still has flood issues, which is a big. But is it safe? It's not that safe. But <laughs> yeah, man, nigga, it just got built in '96. It just got built. Give nah, it a couple but, decades. <laughs> but it's a it's a hub of the oil region. It's okay. now the hub of the oil, which is like a big step because where I live was the hub. But then he they created this new state right beside it and they made it the hub. But I'm sure the government takes all that like federally. They'll Federal they'll siphon that money. It's not like the state keeps it. Yeah, but yeah, he finessed the way to make the people. Oh, he's like eh, we, yeah. we cut eight percent. I mean, I respect Skim him. it off the top. I respect him, man. But here we are. We're Fucking African horse, hustles, bro. yo. Does everyone, when you, uh, you haven't been back in a minute, right? But are like, are young people talking no. politics when you go there? They're like, man, this guy, when is he going to get out? Like, 
Uh, you think Nigeria will have an uprising like Sudan, Egypt, all these places? If I'm being honest, man, Nigerians, Nigerians don't really see themselves as being part of the system. It's kind of like they've accepted that this is just how it is. So most people just like try to forge a life for themselves, which is why you have a lot of people Nigerians abroad, yeah, abroad yeah. and stuff. No one's really looking to go back because even when I switch, I'm like, yeah, I want to come back. Like I literally said this once. I was like, man, I want to come live for a few years in Nigeria. I was like, nah, why? Why would your you cousins or what? My sister lives there. <laughs> my family. I'm just like, can I come? She's like, nah. Why would you want to do that? That's stupid. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck. Well, like, who's gonna change? Not that I want to change anyway. But like, who's gonna be there in the future? You know, it's gonna be. You remind me of like a, um, like a, <laughs> a spoiled white kid in the suburban like cul-de-sac who's got fifty me. cent posters and Tupac posters and like, I want to go to the hood. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty like, much. Nah, dog, trust you me, know. I've heard that. I've heard all of those roasts, man. I want to live where where you guys are. You guys are you you you're one of those amp guys that's so out of touch. You're like, I want to just be just on the ground level like you guys. <laughs> They're like, what are you like nah, nigga, you go, <laughs> nigga. I still go. got a Nokia. You know, we made you fly. Just fly away. And stay where you are. No, but the way no, I see I it is fight like with the people. But no, this is why I see it though. Like I grew, I was lived there till I was eighteen. So I still like ident- like I know what's happening. I know the finesse of what's happening. I know if I was gonna go siphon money, I know the position. My sister, she got hookups for me if I go back home. This the, my sister when she first graduated university in Nigeria, she got a job with the sewage department. There wasn't a sewage department. They just made it up and they said they'll build this whole sewage system in the city. Didn't do it. I just took the budget money. It's all money. just the budget, right? Yeah, she yeah. worked there for a bit. She was admin. She did all the paperwork. So but she nothing was happened. Like, nothing's Literally happening. nothing happened. It really is just the idea. She goes to work every day, sits in an office with like some high-level dudes. And like that, paperwork like, moves around, but moves. nothing is happening. Nothing's happening. Man, that's just... So I'm like, I, if I want to go finesse money, I know. But I also see it as being... I just... There's no racism there, and I just feel like I'll have a my mind will be at ease while I'm oh, there. Oh, it's nice when you're in like your home country. Right, you know what I'm saying? It's it feels good, nice. You, you, no one looks at you twice, right? No one looks at you twice, you bro. This, you're like you feel like Waldo. Yeah, like you're hidden, like no one can see you, bro. Unless I really want to stand out, and then I'll stand. You're gonna out wear your like, beanie wrapped up like a hipster. They're like this guy. Like this guy has look money. At how, look at how high his his uh, ha- <laughs> pants are hemmed. You could see his sock. They're gonna know you're a hipster. Bryce the way in North America. I used to wear vans. I was had I always wore vans from like because I was a kid. In Nigeria? And I nobody had vans. I used to, I literally like ordered I had special vans. The brought <laughs> sent in vans, like family sent in from like abroad and shit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like people looked at my vans and like this guy must be having he must be something else. Oh yeah, yeah, at the market they're giving you crazy prices. They're they're like, like, vans, yeah, yeah, yeah vans, bro. Price. You know what I'm saying? But here we are, man. It's something interesting about that type of life though. It's like yeah. uh I actually, uh, on some level, I, I I enjoy just buying, having seeing a price tag and just paying for it, knowing there's no haggle. Yeah. You can't go to Walmart being like ten ninety nine, but I could give you eight. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't do that. I but mean, on some level, I miss the jousting of it. Oh you know, man, the competition so fun, of it. Like oh. sometimes you go to the market, you don't even need anything. It's just to yeah. kill time. Just to hang out, just walk around, meet people there. You see a whole family selling their thing. You're like, identify. I get why you guys are hustling. And for that reason, I want to buy off shit off you. Yeah, 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 right. But if you go to Walmart now, it's almost like, oh, it's a whole franchise. Oh, it's so divorced from any idea of someone trying to make, like, an honest living. It's like, yo, this is crazy levels of corporation I can't even imagine. It's like a trillion dollar more corporation. It's big, man. Like, yo, me buying a $10 
t-shirt at Walmart does nothing for anybody. Bro. That's why you can go steal. They're like, don't chase them. Just let them go. Like Walmart's so corporate, man. The fucking uh, <laughs> their employees, their employee discounts ten percent. Did you know that? I worked at Walmart. Did, did you work Walmart. at Walmart? Yeah, my first year in Canada, I was in high school for like one year. What did you do? Greet. I was a cashier. Yeah. And like sales, I did like I worked in dairy departments. What'd you learn? You gotta learn something. Right. What I learned in there was like, bro, no one cares about you, man. It really, realistically, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's such a big franchise. They really just as you leave the easy replacement you know what i'm saying like sometimes like uh, i remember i was working and in, in the summer before my first year of university i was like i'm gonna work my ass off like make the most money to save up for university so i was like give me full time and then they gave me full time and in, like a few days they just had like 10 more people and then just cut it down to part-time and they're like man like you'll be leaving soon we need to have new people and that's it. And it was like, there's no me leaving. I left. No one even noticed. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, dude. Real shit. Yeah. There's no community. There's no, no wall. I, I, maybe. I don't know. Maybe in like in the States and some Walmarts, no. some people are a huge family. But like, yeah. I can't imagine someone being like, yo, game at my house. Like a guy in electronics. Nah, it's like bro. a thousand employees. Nah, bro. <laughs> all the friends I made no there. Culture. All the friends I made there. The only way I keep in touch with them is like. See, I follow them on Insta and I see them once in a while. Like, like their picture. Like, fucking laugh They're at They're like working story. at Sport Check or like a higher level retailer. Different, different things now, eh? One of my One of the first people I met there, homie Suraj. Suraj is like big in Apple now. He yeah, worked, like, he moved to like Apple. He literally moved, he moved from, to Cali? No, no, no. He like, uh, like corporate Apple in gotcha, Canada. Got, yeah, so yeah. like he's high up there. He did union shit. So he's like off it. So I'm like, hey, man. That was a good stepping stone because he used that reference after working cash. It's like, oh, he moved here and like moved to G- whatever. But like you can grow and stuff, but there's no sense of like this is a family business. Oh, Even, no, it's so you know? physically separated. You know what so I mean? Far. Like, yeah. like at least I used to work Best Buy. At least in Best Buy, you got close departments. Everyone hangs yeah. in their department. So it's like you're talking. But Walmart, it's like, yo, you can't. If you're not automotive, you can't see good like. You can't really go see your friend in produce. No, it's no, no, so no. far. You're leaving your post by like 200 meters. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, cashier to auto. You're like running back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I met one of my very good friends still today, Jake. He like we, but this is why we're good friends. We're both working at Walmart, and we both found out we're both going to Carlton, a university, Carlton, university yeah, in Ottawa, yeah, in yeah. Ottawa, right? So we both realized we're moving to Ottawa. So like. Man, I guess we're like, boy, we'll see each other for the next four years. And so we became friends, and then we've just been friends since. So in some way, I met like a very good, cool friend, but at the end of the day, no one cares that we worked at Walmart, bro. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah I'm, not, like I'm not even trying to identify as a Walmart guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's entry-level shit into corporate America. And what's funny yeah. is the more corporate it gets these jobs the more they try to instill the illusion of community illusion the illusion the staff room has like a guys a potluck thing on tuesday remember bring your thing it's like no one knows each other's names we signed up for this i know i know right it's like the the biggest places i worked always had like they tried the hardest to foster community yeah because like they're like because in in head office they were like uh, a workplace that has a community is uh, who has higher retention has uh less employee turnover like you know what i mean it's just strategic ways to keep you to stick around very strategic Uh, but i guess the the cool thing about the cool thing about realizing that from the onset 
is you get to play the game with them and you enjoy playing the game because in the meantime you're able to get like you're just able to just dance their dance man it really that's why people hate their corporate jobs oh dude, it really because like at some point i realized so i was at, I was at the ad agency for a few weeks and bro they made me feel like they're like welcome to the family literally i got emails being like welcome to the family and then a few weeks after that, like your contracts, you get the fuck out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, no yeah. one cares. It's just like a short term thing. Dude, I, I work for this company in uh, that startup I work for in California. I was a consultant. So you know this. Oh, because yeah. you were a consultant. I was a consultant. Oh, when yeah. you were a consultant as for the opposed worst person to in Canada, by a, the way. As a, yeah? No, no, I'm here still first. I'll tell you. When you were a consultant, and you got to be a consultant to know this. The whole vibe, it's so funny being a consultant as a black guy because a consultant versus yeah. a full-time employee gives them the right to treat you like a second-class citizen. Oh. And oh. when you're a black guy, too, it's so weird. Oh. It's like you're openly treating me shit here, yeah. but it's not a racism thing. It's because I'm a consultant. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. I remember working at this company, and the things they would ask for me, they would not ask of a full-time employee because they would quit. Yeah. They would quit. Like they don't have to worry about this person's longevity. They don't have to worry about this person's like work life balance. Yeah. I hired you for uh I paid your monthly uh, I'm paying a monthly amount for you. So f- there's no 40 hours. Yeah. A week a month, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no like uh set amount. There's like whatever the client requires type shit. Yeah. And they'll just fucking burn you out because they don't care about you being with them for years. They're like, we use this person to every, like a slave, to yeah, every bro. last ounce of work we can get out of them, and they're gone. It's quick, quick things. The quick turnaround system in the corporate world really, like, the consultant thing, bro, it really does, that's a whole, even, even like, the idea of the consultant really just like you're, you're mediating a bunch of conversations, really, right? Like, you're, you're well-versed in one area, and then you're able to, spread that information to a bunch of people at least from my understanding of what i did and half of that thing really was there's a sense of even like being a black that i think when they hired me they this is no joke they got this big contract for a weed company like a, when vape remember when vape pens were the next big thing and yeah the, a thousand were new a new yeah a thousand new ones a day a thousand new ones a day yeah. but there was this one from california that they were trying to break into canadian market and for some reason, apparently I should have known more about weed, bro. <laughs> I guess, which is like I, I guess smoking. I it's smoke not enough. It, but like yeah, yeah. I don't read. To what was know the interview every... like? Was it? It was it. Was it an interview? What do you? What do you? Uh, what's your thoughts on marijuana? What do you bro, think? Bro, real shit. Real shit. In the interview, they asked me if I smoke weed, and I lied. I was like, I don't smoke weed, but I do smoke. They're like, weed. good, good. They're like they're like, you, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you're comfortable around it, right? Yeah. Great. All right. Terrific. Bro, this, they gave me a free vape pen. This lady was like, every morning she comes into work, she's like, oh, like, I, if you story will start, she'll be like, yeah, and I was, so I was sucking on the vape pen last night. I'm like, you don't need to tell me you smoke. Before they legalize like, yeah, it, so like, like, that's, that's cool. an interesting choice of words. But you're like, yeah, you Martha. fucking rip it. But, yeah. I mean, realistically, you're like, uh, on, the, on the point of, like, corporate jobs and, like, the consultant thing, it really they really see you as, like, Kind of like an extension. They only see you for one thing at each job, which is a fair thing if you are passionate about it and the lo- and it's genuine. I think if the work is genuine, you would know because it takes no effort from you. It's not like something they like like expect. Is there there's, a, there's an expectation that's not job related? 
it's more like the personality they expect some kind of like figure you're supposed to represent something in the office space and i don't think it should be like that like really. a pillar kind of like a pillar in a way like i was honestly bro it really comes down to like even like representing say black people bro. i was the only black the, co- oh, the, gotcha. the guys also worked for uh, like a fairly now i realize what you got a were. tax break you gave them that company i tax gave them break. a little tax yeah. break you know which you're is like minority hire real shit bro and i don't want to be that and i realized that super fast and the guy i was working for is like a fairly non-conservative politician like they worked we did like lobbying and stuff like that which is cool but he was on the wrong side of it so i after like my first three months i immediately realized oh i'm just here to be like oh when they send then they need a consultant to go speak about issues relating to like culture and shit just you're the black guy they send out. I'm the black guy they send yeah, out. Yeah, 100% like, out, bro. Man, this you're an extension. Right. You're a tool. I was it a is tool, as corporate bro. as it gets. A good way to put it actually is it really depends. There's there's ver- different versions. If you could consult, yeah. if you have your own consulting firm and you are the sole proprietor yeah. and you come in, that's totally different. Yeah. You negotiated the contract. You want a good working relationship. So you that is a consultant. That's a scenario of a consultant where you're getting treated the best. But yeah. if you are Deloitte, Oh, and yeah. the company ABC needs to get audited and Deloitte sends a team to help with that. Yeah. And all six of them are consultant status. Yeah. It's that type of shit. Oh, yeah. Where it's like they treat a company will treat an employee like a human, but they will treat a consultant like a machine where yeah. they utilize them 100 percent. Like this yeah. machine can run for three shifts. I mean, OK, well, it's, it's we're going to keep running for three shifts. Yeah. Why would you stop? It's because it's a human. What do you mean? We paid for like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's, almost, I, it's degraded, man. It's sometimes. so degrading. Well, yeah. I was shot. I, I wouldn't. I just got thrown into that position. I joined yeah. this company to do something else, and they just needed to uh, to justify the, the my salary. So they threw me into a company that needed a guy for like a couple of months. Yeah, and there I was as a consultant. Yeah. And up until that point, I was always an employee thinking, yo, yeah. when you're a consultant, you're killing it. I'm yeah. a consultant, you know? I'm a consultant. But you realize that just gives people the ability to treat you way worse because they don't have to think of you like a human or a family member. They're not even trying to bring you into their family, bro. At all. You know what I'm saying? At all, dude. uh, That's how it is. I remember the very first time I started working there, uh, on my very first day, I remember just them saying, oh, we got Raptors tickets because sometimes clans gives out like... Oh, not for you. Not for me. me. We got Raptors tickets and we'll all be going to the game. They didn't give me. They didn't, I didn't go to the game. I was there for a few couple, like a while, like almost a year. And I didn't go to one game, bro. Why? No, you said you just started. At the no, time. when I first started, that's so they I, never got you a ticket. I never went to any free games, bro. It hurt me till today. I'm just like Fuck. that's the type of shit. That's an oversight by management because they have to realize that if they include you more in the team, they involve you more, even though yeah. they're getting rid of you later on. So it's like it maybe it's why, not, yeah. it's an unjust investment. Like we're yeah. wasting money. He's not staying. But it's like, I work with you for a year. You want the vibe and the quality of work yeah. to reflect how I'm treated. Some people yeah, don't think bro. like that. They don't think like that. And that's why I left, too. It's like, the main question, that I brought up the conversation before I left. And I remember it being like, I went up there, I was like, hey, man, like, I know I know what I'm doing. Like, I've done, I do the research every day. I send you a report every day. I'm able to call consultants. I'm, I'm doing everything you asked me to do. But like, why me like why am i like i don't i don't see where this is going you know like because they put you in that position where like they know for a fact that you're not supposed to grow here yeah yeah it really is just like maybe pick up a few skills and then you leave 
So it's there waiting for me to come late. So the moment I brought that up, the next week was just like hell week for me. Every day, when I, if I come in five minutes late, they call me into the office, like, you came in five minutes late. And then on the last time, the last day was like, I've seen someone then, you probably know who I've seen them, but we're trying to go to a trip to Ottawa. That was the whole thing. We're like, we're taking a trip to Ottawa. And I was like, can I get the Friday off? Literally Thursday, I come into work because I emailed like uh, Wednesday night being like Friday. I, I might take like a half day because we're going to Ottawa. They call me in. The guy gave me an offer. He's like, either you resign now or we fire you. That's how I left the office. I was like, I'm going to resign because if you resign, they give you severance. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So I did that. That's how I left. So it was that kind of like everything came down to like. Because I wasn't they're being just fired. looking for pure, it's pure money thing. Pure money thing. We paid and he's not there. That's unacceptable. That's it, yeah. I'm like, oh, they're not looking fine. at you like a human. They're looking at you like a machine that the sales guy said, this thing will work for 10 hours a day. Yeah. And why is it only working for five hours a day? That's not, I'm yeah, returning this I'm thing. Returning. It you works. I mean? though. It, it does the job, but like, I want more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? and, and the fucking silver lining of it all is, we talked about all the bullshit. The silver lining of it is you have a built-in exit plan for this company yeah. that you're going in, which is a beautiful thing. Sometimes people get openly get jobs because they're like, you need a job. Yeah. And then suddenly they're out of place for five years that they don't really care about, but it's a job because you need a job, yeah. right? It's nice to have a built-in exit strategy with a yeah. consultancy, six-month, one-year contract, whatever it is, right? Yeah. It's a good feeling. And number two, when you're paid as a consultant and a sole proprietor, then motherfucker, you got way more tax yeah. moves and wiggling. And like you could do a lot more with tax when you're yeah. not play, paid as an employee. Facts, you can't bro. write shit off when you're paid as an employee. Yeah. And I think that that's like a cool thing. Cause like when you finish that, that's what I, if there's any, if there's any positive to this is the idea that like, again, you're in this machine, you're trying to get for on a personal level. It's about getting the skills, right? So with that skills, you can come out to the real world and things you're actually interested in. You understand it maybe a bit more because you've been exposed to these other paths that you wouldn't have been exposed to, you know? And so when you're applying those things, you like you feel like you know what you're doing because also it's it's subject matter that you can grasp, you know. Whether exactly. it's through comedy, we're trying to do films, shows, whatever. There's just this sense of like, okay, like I understand the corporate level and I also understand my level. So the way I would interpret it is different from how a franchise or like some big company that has a set rules that has been written by like some old white guy 200 years ago. Yeah, right. I know on how parchment with cursive. Um, yeah, they have it framed in the yeah, hallway exactly. and stuff. It's like, you know, like you shall receive six weekdays of vacation time. If thou <laughs> still allowest on the day of like using a sundial and shit. This guy's speaking Hebrew, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. I, but again, it comes out after that period, you understand this some some form of like independence. And I really think that it's the independent thing independent thinking is what I think the world needs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it comes down to that at the end of the day. I mean, a company needs help and they don't want a full time person. They want to yeah. outsource this package of shit to some guy that they don't have to worry about benefits, they don't have to pay no. for RSP, they don't have to health in the States, it's health insurance. Yeah. Thank God for free health here, right? In the States, a lot of people get jobs just so they can have health insurance. Just for that. So that's the beauty yeah. of Canada is that with that dynamic is not there, right? Yeah. I don't need to be doing this fucking shit just so I can they'll fix my broken arm if my arm yeah. breaks, right? Or you know, give me I a mean, COVID test or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. But it's like company ABC needs a guy for a year. We hire a guy. Do we? This is what they'll do. This is usually what they'll do. It's like, 
if they like you and if they see a fit for you full time, they will offer they will extend you a full time position. Yeah. And if you deny the full time position, they'll go back to treating you just like a machine. Because there's no that's what happened to me, bro. Yeah. It's all loosey goosey. And they asked me, Do you want a full time job here? And yeah. I said no. And the company went bankrupt a month after, by the way. So <laughs> after I left. So I yeah. fucking I already knew what was happening. I was like, I don't want to be part of this startup culture work till you die bullshit like yeah. yeah we work till we fucking bleed because that's what we figured nine to five is for pussies like i'm not i kind of yeah if i have a if no, i have yeah. equity in this and i have a yeah. vested interest in the success yeah. of this shit then yes but if i'm only here for a salary mm-hmm. i'm not gonna match your fucking intenseness yeah you know what i mean but once you deny an offer you go right back to machine style where it's like bro the you, same bro. thing as Bro, yeah. I, they would. It was a startup where they had beers in the fridge, almonds, yeah. this and that. Yeah. And I'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, if you stay, you know, the beers are like a are like a lure, like a carrot on a stick. Like stay, the yeah. the the unspoken rule was stay after six and have a beer. Keep working, stay here. Yeah. It's community. Have a beer, but stay after six. Bro, I used to like crack beers open on Fridays, <laughs> like four thirty, five o'clock. And I remember after I rejected them. I, one time I, I used to lead all these open I was the operations program manager so I would lead all these open issues calls and everything yeah and I just have my Lagunitas which is huge over there Lagunitas IPA yeah. I would have it and my boss was the VP of operations and when like when I'm not in the room she would message the other employees on on Slack she'd be like whose beer is that and they'd be like it's uh, Voss's she's like all right <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, putting a case against me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, bro. Just start building shit again. Just start like, building uh, shit. Like, how do we get here, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it comes down to it, man. It's just the sense of, like, if you, if the, the, the corporate life itself is just designed to, it, it expands for us in the corporate life. I, we're using the corporate life example just because, like, it's, really the perfect example of this franchise this kind of like time i mean that's things. where our experience is too that's where our experience is too but realistically man that's not the way the approach to work culture alone mixed with other things like whether it's like talk about talk with race and stuff like mixed with all of that stuff it puts people in this small podcast that like only a few people get the freedom to do whatever they want you know what I'm saying? I realized, like, bro, real shit, bro, I can't think of the last white person I know that, like, got fired for doing something inappropriate at work. I can't think of the last white person. I'm really going through my head of all my friends I know. They've always found a way around it. They've always found a way to be a legacy employee. They've always found a way to... Um, I've definitely called? seen a lot of white people fired. I haven't, bro. I'm you know honest, I mean? bro. I've I've they, maybe they have, but maybe they have. Name names. <laughs> Well, uh, you I know, have him, bro. I don't want to go too much on the corporate yeah. shit, but like I worked automotive industry in the States in Detroit and, uh, some people come in with like a very old, we're talking about very old school corporate where it's like, yeah. they know how to talk the talk. They're not doing anything. It's like, it's almost like your sister in Nigeria. Yeah. You know how the paperwork just flows, but nothing is happening. Yeah. Some people know how to do that even in corporate America. Yeah. They know the conversation to bring up when they're in lunch. The boss is like, ah, oh, this guy's a kind of piece of shit. But they know to come up and yeah. bring up the fucking Yankees because the guy's a Yankees fan. They know to, yeah. like, on Friday, be like, talk about the cottage at three. Yeah. You, they're the type of people that if they get something new <laughs> on Ooh. Friday, they will never start it. Yeah, right. If there's. If, yeah, even if there's time to do it, they will never start it because it's like, you don't start things on Friday type deal. So yeah. 
Sometimes people come with that super old corporate shit where they leave right at five, and they they, they get cut. They get cut easy. Which I, I, no, I don't. I didn't get. They're that. not doing anything. Man, even like my my uh, my older brother is uh, he works at a uh, uh, this mining company, and he's a manager there. So he hires and he fires. Mining like, manager, huh? Which is like a whole another. I like just a, picture him telling wives that men got fucking like, killed, <laughs> ma'am. Yeah, he. I, I think Are you Sanchez's wife? Yes. He's had to do that. Sorry, actually. actually, yeah, I think he's had to. Yeah, that's fucked up. I was kidding. That's kind of fucked up. I was. Yeah. Kinda, I think that's he, he told up. me. He told me there was a big safety issue that he had to like call all the families and. But like, did anyone die though? I don't know. No, I, don't think I honestly don't. Know. But keep going. Keep also, <laughs> I don't know if that's good for the record, but yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know. think anybody died, bro. Don't don't paint me like died. as a as a villain, homie. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. He is a manager in uh, a small, fairly white town, Sudbury. He's a manager there and he gets to hire. He has fired a few white people. So I'm not saying like there's white people that haven't been fired. He has to hire and fire white people, which is a whole other thing. The most racist thoughts in their head as they're getting fired. Oh, oh, that's the whole <laughs> thing. He's like, he's like, I feel it, bro. He's you like, feel I racism, feel it. Yeah. He's like, I feel the racism. <laughs> Especially now with like COVID stuff. So the safety, they have to be a bit more safe. So it's like, he has, he has to be the one time everyone, you have to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, double yeah. Double mask, like, like gloves to do everything. And like the way he's seeing people react, there's the people that don't believe in COVID. So the way they would like tell him, it's almost like you're a stupid fucking person. It's very racial too. You can see the sense it's not oh. like, it's like, why would I have to do that? It's like, it's my, like he's again, and then you have to let them go because it's like, fuck man, this guy is, he's takes it seriously. So he's it's like, a safety liability. It's a safety yeah, yeah, liability. Yeah, it comes back on him. It comes back yeah. on him. But he, he has to take that fall, but still you see the way people react to it and you realize, oh man, there's two different Worlds of like exit, like I know for a fact if I argue with my manager about safety stuff, oh, you're done. I'm gonna fire there, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. No exactly. second questions exactly, about exactly. it, exactly. But people, some people just have, I think there's just a different way of navigating that world in general, navigating the world in general, based on all bro. The stuff. best way to put it, I'm gonna end it on this too, is yeah, if you've ever seen Toronto's got like every cop in Toronto is either like. Oh, like half of them, especially the younger ones, are all brown, yeah. Sikh, turban, or like a yeah. chick or like an Asian chick or something like that. Yeah. Toronto really pushes pushes to have like minority representation in the yeah. country. You ever drive by a, a a young minority cop who pulled over an old white guy, and you see Ooh. the white guy's face like just Ooh, like good oh, this job. yeah yeah that that Ooh, dynamic hey, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm just like, oh my god, that racial vibe coming at that bro. guy. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's real shit. I feel the that. guy's just like getting his license and registration. Like, what the fuck? I, I've been paying tax yeah. before you were in this country or you know, whatever. Bro, they're bringing with comedy. That's a guy. I I don't forget his full name, but he's this older guy. Rob something. I won't. Maybe I, whatever. But he's this older guy in the mic. This this older guy robbed something, and I remember one particular incident. Where the comedy club, corner comedy club, this dude comes in. He's the guy that walks into clubs. He's been doing it for like comedy for about yes, probably thirty years. But he's really bad. He's that one nut job, right? You do you know him? You might know. I don't know. I, don't, I, say, well, I just know a guy who's who has not progressed, but he's been doing it for decades. But he he walks in with so much confidence that like it almost blows it's my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the most convenient. Like he comes in, it's like. He goes up, he's like, yeah, I would love to go up. That's how he opens. He's, he tells Joey Hallam, homie Joey Hallam. He goes, I'd love to go up. And then Joey's like, well, like, it's a, it's a Monday open mic. Yeah, he's like, I got to, there's a few people already have lined up. Like, I'll write your name down. You might go up soon. And then he comes to the back. He's like, 
oh, they're letting everybody on stage this day, right? He's telling me. I'm like, yeah, that's true. So I'm like, I'm not trying to talk with him. And then <laughs> yeah. he turns to the white dude beside me, which I forget who it was, but it was the white dude beside was standing uh, at the back of the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He turns to him and he goes, even minorities against sports before I get sports. And he wasn't joking. You know when someone <laughs> says that and they're joking, everyone laughs. Like the white dude, I remember looked at him. I was like, what the it was fuck? like the yeah, yeah, it was like a, it was like a new age white dude who's like, like, you gotta get away, you gotta get away from you. This is <laughs> not how what, we do things that's anymore. That's what people are assuming right now, <laughs> and I can't be associated with that. You the, get the nah, fuck that's the guy. That's yeah. the new guy. The way better version. I'm of. trying to get on commercials, bro. Fuck, I'll be the villain. Just book me, you know. Just book me, man. Oh, but I realize it's the mentality, man. It's an old mentality versus new mentality. I'm like these minorities, that now. which is actually ironic. Because like if you ever go on a show where it's like a bunch of people that have done okay, yeah. and you walk up as a black guy, yeah. don't you feel a pressure? The audience is like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Black guys, yeah. there's there's a feeling where like, oh, this guy's it's about to save different. the show. Or I'm gonna just go bomb. That's why I love bomb. Yeah, sometimes. we bomb. Like, yeah, we still bomb, but the, but the but there's almost like a higher expectation. Yeah. Like if if white, it's almost like white guys dribbling, and then a black guy, same height, not super tall, yeah. comes in with a basketball, and they're like, oh shit, uh, no, yeah. you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, black bro. guys historically are like well, some of the best comics of all time. I mean, white guys too, but like if you look at the demographics, what? why we do comedy? You know what I'm saying? Because there's white guys that underdog it. chip on your shoulder shit. Why guys do it? I think why guys do it. This is my. <laughs> we'll get backlash with this one, but yeah, let's yeah. You'll get backlash. I'll get backlash with this Fuck it. Fuck it. Come at me, all white guys. But no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're upstairs waiting. No. <laughs> this hasn't even aired. <laughs> no. But it's yeah, just a I normal think... racial attack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you guys hear the podcast? No, nigga. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we just know you said something. Yeah, we just seen you niggas down there talking. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think, like, I think, no, like, People that are not white, they do comedy because it's kind of like embedded in them, in a way. Like I remember growing up, we use humor as like to diffuse just like our existence. Like I remember being like in Nigeria, being a kid. Well, we're rich. I'm not from a rich family. I've always said it, but I'm not rich. Even in by Nigerian standard, I was like middle like, class. Like well, middle class. Like yeah. we were able to go to school. One of the rent. few middle class. Yeah. Real shit. I'm not gonna lie. Like that's how it was. Like. You had a shack that had a fence. <laughs> you no, know no, what I mean? No, we had That's like middle class. We had a decent house. Yeah. But we were like a big family, so we stayed together. But I remember the comedy, we saw it as like this thing that like, it was to hang out. We'd sit around the table and just like make jokes. Like, because we had nothing. We didn't have luxury. Maybe we didn't have lights. If there wasn't like, a, you know how they take electricity in Nigeria and stuff? Yeah. That was what we did. Like, we all hang just out. wait for it to come back. Real shit, bro. Me and my yeah. brother would start right, making up jokes. My brother is very funny. He would come up with bits. And like I'll die laughing, I'll give tags to it. My sister just like everything she says is just why are you saying this funny? You know, it's one of those. My grandma is just like angry but funny. Yeah, y'all niggas need Jesus. Yeah, yeah like shit like yeah, that, yeah. you know. Like that's how I've seen it. But I realized like for white guys, it really is like a certain like it's a status or like a job or like something. They see it different. It's very official and like planned. And I maybe that's my type. Maybe that reflects my type of comedy of being like. This isn't that serious, guys. That's the way I see it. And I realize that's why white guys are that's why black guys are funnier. Like I think when you see a black guy come on stage, he's like, Hi right, guys, yo, so what are you guys doing today? And then he just goes into it. There's a sense of like, I don't know, maybe it's I'm I don't know. It I think I think comedy comes from uh the getting good at comedy comes from surviving during hard times. It, bro, if in whatever you, version if, that if there be. if there were more survivors, I bet you stand up started in the fifties. 
yeah. and you gave all those Holocaust survivors an open mic, they would be the funniest motherfuckers of all time. That's why Jewish people are funny. Yeah, like, we know it now. They're survivors of hard times. Yeah. So sometimes you, when you meet traumatized white guys, they're funny as fuck, bro. Fuck, you know what I'm bro. talking yeah. about? They're funny as fuck. Yeah. And, there's, and there's white guys that came from great families that are hilarious, too. Yeah. So this oh, man, is not I'm a not, rule. I'm, not, I'm definitely not funny. I'm not saying white guys are not funny. Yeah. I'm saying everybody's equally as funny. It's just the intention behind it. Yeah. I think it's different. And it might be the culture. I don't know. I just feel like the, the, the capacity for humor just comes from surviving during hard times, regardless yeah. of your color. Yeah. So maybe now it's like if you look at people that didn't that had reasonably good upbringings yeah. and then looked at their like races, then we can have a conversation. But yeah. like among all the people that had like a rough upbringing or dealt with death early or this or saw addiction or something like that. Yeah. I feel like we were on the same playing ground well, of funny. At the end of the day, it's all storytelling. And I think everyone has a story to tell. You know what I'm saying? So when you have, it really, comedy is all storytelling, regardless of how we see it. We might be able to craft second, like five second bits that builds into an hour or whatever, but it's all about storytelling at the end of the day. So I think everyone has a story and it's evident there. But there's a sense of like, and I, that's I my point I'm trying to make is there's a sense of like intention behind the way you tell your story and behind the way someone else tells the story. Oh, okay. That's, I see what you're saying. And like, I think it, it's in the delivery a little bit. It's in the delivery. It's a sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they just, the, that, like you said, when a black guy goes on stage, there's an expectation that like this guy's going to change. He's going to be so different. This guy's going to be everybody. really funny. Really he's going to be disproportionately funny. Yeah. And like, he's going to be physical. Like, black guys like, are funny. Black stool. guys are good at sports. You know, like, yeah, like real shit, you know? Yeah. It's like humping the stool is such a black stereotype for comedy sure, that like I've that. never humped the stool ever in my life. But I know if I start humping stool, yeah. not yet. Yeah. If I start humping stool, bro, it's game Slippery over. slope, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You'll so, never stop. You're like, can I get a stool up here, bombing? Can I get a stool up here? <laughs> Someone pass me the stool. Just give me that Someone chair, fuck. <laughs> but yo, homie, let's yeah. land this thing, huh? Tell the people where to find you, bro. Man, uh, we got we got a lot happening. Find me on a uh, nigga stuttering. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how to promote myself, bro. I've always been. That's tell them your handle. Bro. Tell them video canal. Yo, what are you doing, bro? Guys, we just did a very cool short film. Me and my friend Ben Stager. It's called Internet Two. It's at the Toronto Sketch Fest, which happens at the end of the month. So if you want to go watch a bunch of funny comedy, whether it's Zoom comedy, whether it's pre-recorded live comedy. It's at the Toronto Sketch Fest site. Our film is included in the lineup. Super pumped. Um, Internet what, what, 2. It's called Internet 2. Uh, it is not a sequel. The, it's actually it's called, really called Internet, Internet 2. 2. Yeah, yeah. The joke is there's no Internet 1. But, yeah. uh, we're just trying to flow that. We got that. Find me on Instagram at Conrad Osebon too. Um, As always, check the end video canal, bro. Uh, we got video. Video canal is a small thing we're putting. It's, it's still in the beginning stages, but we've worked on a bunch of things with all our friends. But they're live really. on your site, right? Uh, on videocanal.com. Right, live. Uh, go videocanal.com is the website. It has a bunch of information. It will lead you to every of this. Everything we're working on, pretty much. Yeah, There's exactly. I was waiting for you to say this this whole time. Shut up. Go to VideoCanal.com. I, I got to take that more seriously. I put people on the spot, despite the fact that I put everything in the links in the yeah. description. <laughs> <laughs> so just, Man, in the, as yeah. always, in the description, his Instagram yeah. will be there. Video Canal will be there, which uh, check out Internet 2. All that stuff will be, just go to VideoCanal.com. Yeah. Big things this coming this year. We're doing big things. Ooh. Me and the man, we're doing some big things this Pilot year. Pilot script written. We're being honed. Up. I, gotta, no, you I don't, I don't you give, give out more. too much info. Well, I didn't, that's it. That's all I said. 
Yo, from my end, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, as always, click follow. If it's Apple, leave a review. Click plus. And YouTube, if you haven't subscribed yet, smash that thing. And remember, patreon.com slash the immigrant section, weekly bonus episodes, behind the scenes shit, and more coming soon. As always, y'all are the best. This was sick, Conrad. Sick, bro. Until next time, peace. Oh, 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 oh,